Cheryl's going to come and speak to us. Let's welcome Cheryl. Yes, She's not recording me. <laughs> yeah, people requesting it couldn't make it. about the work of the Holy Spirit and the coming uh, of Christ. And what I, what I want to do is bring it down to more of a personal level, if I can, just a little bit, just a little bit uh, down to heart. Um, so what is our mission in the coming of Christ? What, what is that mission? How do we prepare? You can answer. <laughs> oh. you, can, you can give me prayer. Anything else? Ask a lot of questions. Yes, ask a lot of questions. Evangelism. I, I, go ahead, I'm sorry. Evangelism. Evangelism. Mm -hmm. Let him have our attention. Give him our, give him our attention. Time with him. I think, I think that's, that Sister Mary Paul touched on it when she talked about the Mary spirit. And she talked about obedience. But what I, I would like to, to, to use a different word, and I would call that, I would say that word is surrender. It is a constant surrendering to the movement of the Holy Spirit towards us. A constant surrendering. Um, we remain responsive to the work of the Holy Spirit in our hearts. Uh, Revelation 19, 7, 8 says, Let us rejoice and be glad, 
and give glory to him, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. It was given to her to clothe herself in fine linen, bright and clean, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. Now, the Lord is not dependent upon us for his return, as far as his will and timing, um, because we are made worthy and ready by the blood of Christ. But yet, assuredly, as our bridegroom and king, he desires our devoted and loving participation in that waiting and in that, in that doing, you know, preparing our heart you know, as his bride. You know, we're saints, but we're becoming saints, right? Right. And as the bride of Christ, it's our calling to be open up, is, is to be open to life, you know, and to be sensitive to what the Holy Spirit is doing and where he desires to penetrate to bring that new life. And what I'm getting at is being aware of the presence of God. Because the spirit and the bride say, come, come. So as John prepares, as John prepared for the coming of the Lord, we too prepare for the coming of the Lord by giving him our, as Mary, Sister Mary said, we give him our yes. We give him our yes. And we surrender and become more responsive and present to the Holy Spirit. And as we continue to do this, Surrender to the constant loving advances of the Holy Spirit towards us, we become our true selves. And we make we make visible the invisible heart of God. Um, we become magnets to other people and they're drawn to us. Because you know, Jesus is so attractive. And we and we get really good looking the more we know Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Because we smell and we act like Jesus. Now, to some, that's a, an aroma, as it says, you know, in 2 Corinthians 2, 14, and 6, uh, 2 um, 14 through 16. Some, to some, it's a, an aroma from death to death. But to others, it's an aroma from life to life. And what? so what is our cry? You know, we're talking about, you know, our constant um, being present to the Lord in that preparation of his coming. Because as we open ourselves to change and to becoming more like him, we touch others around us. And we prepare them for the coming of the Lord. You know, our cry to the Holy Spirit is, don't leave me where I am, but move me on. And our cry is to know the Lord. Um, in Philippians 3.10, it says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. Now, I, don't, I strongly urge you not to have that tattooed on your body. <laughs> like I did. <laughs> but, like, but like Mary... Uh, Sister Mary talked about Mary, Mother Mary. We want Christ to come into the world through us. To be, to be born in us. 
our, our cry is fruitfulness. Because again, we make visible the invisible heart of God. Um, I want to go back to the righteous acts of the saints because Sister uh, Mary said something about hiddenness in her talk. And when we talk about these righteous, righteous acts that prepare for the way of the Lord, um, I think we, we, we sometimes, well, we do as, as, as a church. We, make, we think this has to be some big, huge, grandiose thing. I'm going to sell all that I have and go to Turkey. <laughs> and, and, and some of us are supposed to go to Turkey and be missionaries. And some of us give premarital counseling to those who go to Turkey. <laughs> and sell all that they have. But um, I think that more often than not, you know, our righteous acts happen in common everyday life. You know, no moment is common or mundane when the Holy Spirit is invited into it. And, so, and I want to share a story here. Um, I used to be a teller downtown at a credit union. And uh, I had a, this, this neighbor kid that worked with me, and we used to ride to work together. And he was a Jehovah Witness. And so as I continue to work at this, you know exactly where I work, because anyway, um, uh, as I continue to work at this uh, credit union, I noticed there were like tower, watchtowers all over the place, you know, like I was like, oh, I'm surrounded, you know, there's a lot of, you know, Jehovah Witnesses here. And uh, a lot of them went to church with my friend Matt, and we would talk about the Lord, and one time we were in an elevator, and we were... We, we landed, and the door was opening, and he had some change in his hand um, for, you know, whatever, for the other tellers. And he dropped all this change in the elevator. Now, I forgot to say, in the elevator with us were three, of, uh, three people, and two of them were part of his church. But as soon as the door opened, the three of them walked out. Now, I just, like normal person, got down and started helping him with the change, you know, and picking everything up, because that's just what you do. But as I'm helping him pick up the change, he looks at me, and I can, I, I'm t- just this mundane moment, the Holy Spirit fills the, the elevator, and he looks at me and he says, you're the only one that stayed to help me. And the two that got out that he knew, they just left. And it was just a simple moment of just helping another human being. But yet, that made a huge impact on him. So I want to go back to um, surrendering. Um, I loved it so much that you talked about the, the, Mary, the, the Mary spirit, that she has a Mary spirit. Um... Now, I've only been a Catholic about six years. And so, in all honesty, it's really uncomfortable for me to talk about Mary. It's still, it's, it's not natural for me to talk about her. Um, but as I, have, as I have continued my journey in the Catholic Church, um, 
I begin to, well, let me, I, I, a priest said to me one time, you know, if you're so comfortable with Jesus, why don't you ask Jesus to introduce you to his mother? I thought, that's a great idea. <laughs> you know? so, so I've been praying for the Lord to do that. And it's been interesting. But, um, <laughs> but um, so um, I, a real short, uh, short story again. I, my uh, introduction and praying to the saints or asking for intercession. This was also, there were so many hoops for me becoming Catholic, and this is one of them. But um, I thought, you know, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try and ask Mary's intercession. You know, I'm just going to, you know, you know that scripture, I, what is that scripture? I can't remember. It's in the Old Testament. Uh, go ahead. Oh, it's in Isaiah, I think. Go ahead and test me. Make it as deep as Sheol and as high and as high as, high as heaven, you know. And I thought, okay, I'm going I'm to do this. So, um, unfortunately, my oldest daughter was very ugly to my youngest. Go figure. <laughs> and uh, But it, it wasn't just one of those sister, you know, fights or whatever. She was really ugly. And she was, I mean, it, it, there, there was forgiveness needed. And my oldest daughter doesn't do that. <laughs> my oldest daughter doesn't. I mean, you know, for her to go to her sister and ask forgiveness, that was, that was as high as heaven and as low as Sheol. So that's what I prayed. I said, okay, Mother Mary, ask for your intercession that you would intercede that Kate would ask Claire's forgiveness. So flash a week forward after that prayer. I'm in the car with Claire, and we're talking, we're going somewhere, I can't remember, and Claire starts talking about the situation. She says, oh, Kay came and asked me for my forgiveness. And I went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my jaw that fell into my lap. I was like, and I got like, whoa, you know. I mean, you know, you know the saints are there. You know, you know it was like, like Trey. You know, bless his heart. I don't mind, you know, since he died, I don't have a problem asking for his prayer for the, my da our daughters. You know, I have a problem with that. But it's like, this is really like brought, you know, this is like, whoa. The, the saints, they're, they are alive and they are praying and they're there. Um, so speaking of her, in, or actually let me back up. As I was meditating and praying about what to say this morning, her words came to my heart, Mary's words in, in Luke. And she's where she says in Luke 138, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. And as I sat there and meditated on that word, I was also then taken to Christ's words in the garden. Not my will, but your will be done. And I thought about how Mary demonstrated this constant obedience, but this constant surrender to her son. She is our beautiful human example. I mean, Mary, nothing closed but everything open, spirit, soul, and body, open to receive the giver of life within her own body. 
to receive Christ coming, uh, to receive the coming of Christ through her own body. And we too can respond to the giver of life through the offerings of our own body. We too can give birth to Christ as we're open. And, as, and, and, and you're wondering, what does this have to do maybe with the preparation of the coming of the Lord? Well, in my opinion, <laughs> it has everything to do with it. Because we have to be willing vessels of the Holy Spirit. We have to be changed. You know, in my own life, well, you know, thinking about the grandiose things out there somewhat, when those things fall and, and, and totter, like we see that all the time in the news, and the world sees that and goes, I don't want anything to do with that. Are you following me? Following yes. me? I think sometimes that's because the inner work of some of, the, of, of, those, of those ministries, of people in those ministries, has not been done. You following me? Okay. So it has very much to do, very much to do with that. Um, I think sometimes in my own life that I can sense the Holy Spirit moving in, in my life and going, hmm. Is she going to say yes to that? Is she going to let me get to that? Whatever that is. But I may, might make her even more of an open vessel, prepared for me and prepared for those around her. Because the more we open up to the Lord, again, the more we make visible the invisible heart of God. And we, we welcome that coming of Christ to people as we're sensitive to his Holy Spirit. So I talked about that we too can be, can in a sense, like, well, we too, like Mary, can give birth to Christ, open ourselves to life. Now, birth is painful. I don't know. My children were adopted, so, but I've watched Call of the Midwives, so I know know it's painful. (laughs) That's a great show, by the way. Um, No, I mean... Obviously it is, but um, but as we give way to that pain, the light, new life comes, right? And so I want to ask us here, and I think I think I can kind of go into I don't know how you want to do this, go into a moment of ministry time. But I, I want us to ask ourselves. How can I continue to be responsive to the Holy Spirit? What are those things inside of myself that maybe I'm not giving to the Lord, that maybe there's a resistance in and of myself? You know, we're, CTR is a community where that, you know, we're, we want to live together in community. You know, I think what, what in me fears living in community or why do we resist community? Maybe you're not called to live at CTR in that, in that sense. But if you are, what are those things that maybe you resist being with or living in community? Or even bringing it deeper, I think the Lord calls us to look at things in our lives in the sense of, you know, yes, we can say it's sin, but I Sin is such a broad term. 
So I would like to right now, if we, if, if we can, if I could you just shut your eyes for a moment. Don't fall asleep. I know you eat a lot. <laughs> And I'd like you to, I'd like to invite the Holy Spirit right now to just, to come. The Holy Spirit is obviously here. Lord, I, I ask that you would come in this moment with all of us here. And, and, and Mary, I do ask your intercession. That we would have a Mary spirit that we would give our yes to your son. That we would surrender that which is in us that is not like your son. So I'd like you to sit just in a few moments of silence and think about what the Holy Spirit is going to speak to you. What is it in you that resists the Lord at this time? What is it in you that you need to give to God? It might be a character issue. It might be unforgiveness. Maybe there is a pain in your life the Holy Spirit wants you to look at and you don't want to look at it. But sometimes we have to look at it. Because the Lord, our husband, wants our healing. The Father wants our healing.